Well, happy Epiphany. I hope the Christmas season was a good one for all of you and that you have found Christ present in some unexpected ways. That's really what we celebrate on this feast day, the fact that God chooses to be present to us in ways that we could never expect or imagine. I'm always a little amazed at people who seem to have God's schedule all worked out. I, of course, as some of you have experienced, can't even manage my own calendar. But there are people, and maybe you've met them, who think that they know God's schedule. Some of them are the people who think that they know the date of Christ's return. Others are people who believe that God's revelation to them comes on a particular day every month. That might make it easy to publish your Marian Apparition newsletter, but historically it has not been the way that God's revelation has worked. At least according to the scriptures and our tradition, God loves surprises. The ancient Hebrews held captive in Babylon were so surprised when King Cyrus decided to send them home that they knew it could only be God's hand at work. The author of Isaiah chapter 60, our first reading for today, is so amazed at the end of their dark captivity that he foresees an age of radiant light in which the wealth of all the nations of the earth will be brought to Jerusalem. If God was still with them after their captivity, then nothing was impossible. St. Paul certainly had some surprises for the early church. From an age in which God's revelation was delivered to a specific nation, to the descendants of Abraham, Paul announced that God's revelation in Christ was to be for the Gentiles as well. Now everyone would have access to God's presence in Christ and in his church. This surprising revelation is prefigured, of course, in the stories surrounding Christ's birth. The birth of the Messiah was recognized not by the religious and civil authorities, but by a group of foreigners. We don't know that there were actually three of them. It doesn't actually say that in the scriptures, but there were three gifts. Of course, I guess two of them could have gone in together on the frankincense. We don't really know. Wise men, kings, astrologers, whatever they were, God chose to reveal to them his coming into the world. And the symbolism of the story is very clear. Peering into the darkness, these foreign visitors discerned a message in the minuscule lights of the stars. And following that faint light, they were led to the light of the world. But they were outsiders. They were foreigners. But God chose them to reveal the birth of Jesus, born for all people, and not just his own people. And this has been consistently the way God works, by choosing those outside the system, the foreigners, the poor, the disenfranchised, and the neglected. When it's time for light to dispel the darkness, God will cast that light from a direction that we don't necessarily expect. And that should give us hope. 
because we know our structures and our systems are imperfect and we are sinful people. And our reliance on ourselves and even on our own institutions can blind us to the surprising ways that God chooses to be revealed to us. At the beginning of a new year, we are caught in between the light and the darkness. And even in times when it seems like many of our institutions and structures that we've relied on for so long are changing or collapsing, now is the critical time for us to search for the light. We know that God will never abandon us, and so we can never surrender to despair. I believe that we are surrounded by epiphanies great and small if we can allow ourselves and allow each other to see God's light shining on us from new and unexpected places.